Hello and welcome to another episode of the Vox Exploration Podcast. I'm your host, Clarice Assad, and today I have the pleasure to talk with the amazing B.C. Mandunath, percussionist and conical master from Mangalore, India. 11, This audio you're listening to right now may not make any sense to you except that you're listening to conical syllables. This audio is from a video that was taken from the internet which has been seen over hundreds of thousands of times. This entire composition is based on the Fibonacci series. As a math refresher, a Fibonacci sequence is a series of numbers in which each number is the sum of two preceding numbers. So in this composition, he will use the simple pattern of 1, 2, 3, 5, 8, 13, and 21. That would be 1 plus 1, 2, 2 plus 1, 3, 3 plus 2 equals 5, and he goes up all the way to 21. Each of these Fibonacci segments make up a part of a larger rhythmic cycle, and you can follow it along thanks to an animation of a website called percush.io, and they have a transcription and animation there. It really is a must-see. So my first question to him was, what was behind this composition? Uh, the first time I learned about Fibonacci was from my father. I think I was a teenager then, I didn't pay so much attention. And then this composer, Riccardo Nova from uh, Italy, he exactly explained what was Fibonacci. And then I had this in my mind, I didn't know how to apply, you know. You learn thousand things, but you, start, you end up applying one or two things in your life. And my father, he was diagnosed with uh, cancer, so he was on his deathbed. And then one day I was watching the Discovery Channel and I saw a Fibonacci documentary. And then I thought, okay, my father is lying there. I want to go and show him some composition. Papa, I have composed something on Fibonacci. You remember you talked about this 30 years ago? I was like, uh, I'm really tired today. Please come tomorrow. We can do it tomorrow. And that afternoon he passed away. Oh. He never heard that composition. And then I said, okay, I have to do something with that. And then three days later, I kept thinking about it. And I'm sure my father is in that composition. So I composed that and I just posted it and Percussio, the, the guys who notate that, they did the whole transcription and then just blew up. After hearing that incredible story, I proceeded to ask him about his family and, and his father, of course. I w I'm born into a music family, you know, so I'm like kind of like fifth generation of musicians. My great grandmother, her mother, they were all mu musicians, you know. My, my father, he was an excellent percussion artist. Even now, the next generation, my, my children, my nephews, my nieces, everyone's into music, you know. So I had no other choice, unfortunately, you know, to do anything else. Then I asked Manju, what was the technique that he used to produce the video and the name of the technique that he used for the syllables? And he answered this. It's called as Konokol. The art form is called as Konokol. So my father was one of the primary Konokol artists of our country. So I listened to him all the time. So that's how I got it. The first episode of the Vox Exploration podcast was with Vari Jashri Venugopal. 
She is an incredible singer and flutist composer from the same city as SBC Manjunath. In fact, that's how I got to learn about him. She gave me an excellent explanation about Kunakul and I'm going to share it with you now. Kunakul is basically the language of rhythm which contains a few syllables that are learnt majorly by percussion players in uh, the Carnatic music system. For example, if there is a uh, a student of the Murdangam, so he learns the the Konakol basics and the syllables like ta, di, tom, nam, takita, all these syllables. It's that's another huge world altogether. So he learns these syllables, which are essentially the sounds that are produced in that instrument. So, Muridangam is the instrument that BC Manjunath plays. Here's an example of how two Muridangams sound together. I always ask the same question to musicians I admire, musicians who absolutely master what they do, and that has to do with how they practice and how much of their time they dedicate to their craft. Even today, I practice basics. For example, I found a method of practicing. Finding a method of practicing is probably one of the, the biggest gift one can have. I practice things like you know, like these things, like it has to be right on the place and I should feel good. So feeling good factors only happens when I practice the basics. There's a remarkable amount of discipline that needs to go into the learning of this musical language. And of course, there's a system behind this. A solukatu is a combination of rhythmic structures which are put together to make a rhythmic composition. So you might have heard uh, syllables like takataginginatom, takadim, takita, takatakita, taddinginatom. So these are all small structures uh, which come together to make up an entire composition. A Mridangam artist is expected to know at least 700 to 800 songs. We have many, many, many composers and three, the uh, one, five to six main composers, I mean, I wouldn't call main, composers who, whose compositions are sung mainly in the music concert format. Uh, three of them used to live during the same era of Beethoven, Bach, you know, the same, same time. So. Muttu Swami Dikshitar, Tyagaraja, and Shama Shastri. Uh, these, uh, these people lived about 250-300 years ago. Just type Carnatic Trinities. Yes, I did in fact type in Carnatic Trinity and this is what I found. Konakolo or the basic um, art of Konakolo is used to understand a percussion instrument in a better way. A lot of syllables from this are used even in melodic compositions. For example, in the Carnatic system, there is a form of composition named Tillana. So in a Tillana, you will get to hear a few structures which have the Konakol syllables. Let me sing a Tilana composed by Dr. Balamurli Krishna for you. Just a small bit of it. Deem tanana di tilana tilana nadar deem 
What you just heard is a composition which has a structure made out of conical syllables, which is also set to a melody. Then a follow-up question about conical today, the reach that it has compared to 20 years ago. Basically, attribute the success of the art form to social media because Konokol existed and it had traveled the globe for a long time. With social media, with all this scrolling up, you know, you, you kind of, you cannot miss it, you know, even if you don't like it. There were few artists who traveled extensively like uh, T.A.S. Money from Bangalore. Mm -hmm. He was the one who put uh, Konokol on the global format. But this all I'm talking about 70s, 80s and 90s. After 90s, like I would say, during the end of 90s, Konokol became kind of like more like of a commercial art form. So it started sounding cheesy, you know. A lot of people used to do it, though they were just doing it like, tack it, tack it, tack it. This kind of like, I was so irritated because here, my father, my guru, myself, we were all like slogging so much. started doing small videos and then suddenly one video of mine in 2016 it was called uh, 75 16th with a wolf t-shirt then I started making videos every now whenever something came up in my mind I would just put a camera on the on, on the window so the light could fall on my face and then I just started doing stuff and and then somehow uh, it started becoming popular and a lot of people started following it and to be honest with you all this collapse that you see 90, 95% of them, I have never seen them or met them. They all just take my music and they, they play on it. They just, they just uh, take it and they play and they post it on the internet and they tag me. I have had amazing teachers in my life. You know, if I had one question, they would give me 100 answers. So they were so generous to me in my life. You know, when I asked my teacher about something, he would never hold any information back. So what right do I have to say that it is mine? So it is meant to be propagated and used by a lot of people. Yes, it's more common than I imagined to get somebody's video downloaded to your computer and record something on top of it just for fun and tag the person who created the video. In fact, here's a video with the recording, original recording by Samashika Joy and V Shivapriya which was downloaded by this heavy metal player who made a video with transcribing everything that they had done and then put drums and guitar on top of it. Tell it to them, 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 tell it
Wow. Woo. Okay. So I think what draws me into this kind of fusion is that there's such a rhythmic complexity involved. And I really enjoy seeing the connection between the two types of notation. I mean, Western notation and classical Indian music, which is something that I asked Manju about. There was a time where I was playing a lot of contemporary classical music. Uh, there are a lot of composers who wrote music for me. I'm on a project with uh, this music fabric from uh, Cologne. I cannot read the, the musical, the, the melodic notes, though, but I can read the percussive notes, the rhythms. But uh, the problem is I cannot read and play at the same time. So I take the script, I transcribe it into my notation, but I can do it exactly what is written there. And then I, I play from that. It's, it's written in our language. The musical notation, at the same time, it's also the lyrical notation. It's like a poem. So when you see the poem, you know exactly what rhythm it is in, and you also know what the lyrics is. They just send me the script, and then I take, for, for them, it might take uh, one hour, but I, I'll take about three, four days to transcribe something. So. My follow-up question was kind of a personal question in a way that I myself want to keep learning a lot more about the system. And so I asked Manju, how does he approach teaching? Teaching since this pandemic hit has been uh, one of the primary things that I do right now. There is this uh, 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 international rhythm course that I do uh, every year with uh, one of the professors from uh, Utrecht University in the uh, Netherlands. Well, I don't have templates, to be mm. honest with you, because it's, it's a big learning experience for me. If you have a template, then the learning stops. If you teach the same thing to everyone, it's not that I'm not telling you that 100% of my classes are successful. But I can tell you that every second class will be successful. Because, for example, some people come for internal pulse. So, you know, like how to feel the pulse internally, you know, like how to feel it with co-musicians, you know. This is a very important factor when you play an ensemble, you know, like deal with the silences. I have pure Konoko lessons. I have pure mathematical lessons. You know, I have the combination of both, you know, a lot of things like I keep experimenting. And then every class, I am a senior student with my students. I'm exploring together. I am never teaching them. I make mistakes in front of my students. That makes them attracted more because they think that, okay, if this teacher of mine is making a mistake, that means I can achieve that. Every class that I, I do is an exploration. The most horrifying thing for a student is to make a mistake and then feel guilty. You know? Unless you make a mistake, how do you proceed? Mistakes are the best teacher. I love this approach to teaching and learning, which is actually how everything should be approached, in my opinion, because that is the way that babies learn. That's how we all learn how to walk. We try and we fall on our butts and then we get up and try it all over again until we get it. So yeah, that's a wonderful way of perceiving education. And uh, I had to ask this question also about Manju's interaction with other kinds of music and I asked particularly about Brazilian music just because of course I am from Brazil and I am curious to see how he sees the connection between Indian music and Brazilian music as far as rhythms go. And then Brazilian music I have played few compositions uh, with some uh, bossa nova uh, that might be like Bollywood for us bossa nova is like very basic thing but but uh, I love it. I love 
the the combination of seven and nine in Bosanao. You know, this kind of a feel which keeps it more upbeat, you know. I love mm -hmm. all the music that's upbeat, you know. Because yes. in Carnatic music is everything heavy, falling on the beat. Mm -hmm. You have to really like you know, this kind of like a, a warrior kind of uh, you know, feel, you know, whenever you hear that. <laughs> I really had a blast listening to his interpretation. Never in my lifetime as a Brazilian I would ever have thought about Bossa Nova is 3 plus 3 plus 2 and sing it like that. It's really fascinating. This really has been a wonderful conversation and I would love to leave some final thoughts from Anjo with what he said about education and showing up in the world, not just as an incredible artist he is, but also an advocate for the music. I know clearly that there is no destination to this. So that keeps me driving. Because the moment I know that I'm at my destination, I will probably stop. I will keep on traveling on this road. And it's like climbing the mountain. I will never look up to see how far I have to go. And the only, only, only aim that I have is we need to educate people first how to listen to music. The more listeners we have, the more performance we'll have. So that's my basic aim, like to interest people in making them listening to music. That is only possible by propagating, teaching, and tirelessly performing you know, wherever you've been called. Like for example, a purpose behind it to propagate music. So that one reason is enough for me to keep going. Yes, yes, and a thousand times yes. I resonate so much with this. I'd love to thank Manju for being on the show and also everyone for listening. Let's end this episode on a high note and listen to some fun music. This is not flamenco. It's an inspiration out of it. Un dos, un dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Un dos, un dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Un dos, un dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis, siete, ocho, nueve, diez. Un dum, 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 d
なんで